It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, hello everybody, welcome to The Picks. And so there were four... There are only four. It's preliminary final weekend. We're a tad excited. Because we just love the footy. Yes, yes. Kirky. We're a tad excited here on the picks. And Kirky. history is recent, given we have a repeat of round 23, of course. Melbourne, Geelong, tomorrow night, Optus Stadium, a matchup that has seen four of the last seven meetings decided by four points or less. Two of those decided after the siren and a third, a missed set shot in the dying moments. And on Saturday night, it's the only team with a home ground advantage, Port Adelaide, hosting the Western Bulldogs who have got their injury concerns. More on that in a moment. And the power snatch victory by two points in the last game of the home and away season where these two met. Now, this man opposite me, safe to say he knows a thing or two about this time of the year. David King, welcome. Hello, Sammy. Well, this is the best weekend of the year. Well, you would know. This, this is where games mean something. I had to go back and have a look at your playing record. Oh, don't do that. You played in seven prelims in your first seven years. Seven in a row. It meant I was you could, on fire. You, you could, no, the team was on fire. I just come for the ride. You, you could rack up some games quickly. A 25-game season or 24-game 20, season. It, Seven. It builds the tally pretty quick. Gee whiz. So that meant that uh, you didn't always win on the prelim. So three, you won three. Three out of four. Yep. So every, a lot of mad Mondays were Brownlow nights. It, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Made it hard to get to the venue? Well, oh. not everyone got there. I remember one year Wayne didn't get there. Wayne just didn't turn up. Just thought. I, th- I think he got fined ten grand. B- bit of Mel Meninga on buggered. Um, I think he rang Sally halfway through the day, well, late in the day. <laughs> We're not going. Not sure how that went down, but anyway, I know he got fined. He Probably didn't not go. well. He didn't go, and he got fined by the oh, NFL. Jeez. Your, so, in fact, your your first preliminary final experience was on TV a fair bit today. In fact, it was uh, on repeat. A painful one. Ninety four. The thriller against the Cats. Where, where were you? And Gaza just had the ball when the siren went above his head. I was on the bench, which wasn't an unfamiliar position for me at that stage. That was my first year of footy. So the week, the previous week was the draw out at Waverley. Extra time. Extra time. Where I got stuck with the footy and made about six mistakes in ten minutes. So Dennis must have thought, I'm not taking the risk with this bloke. So he took me off, I reckon, with ten or so minutes to go, and it was a horrible watch. A horrible watch. I felt sorry for Mick. Missed down there by Barnes. Right on the boundary line, Tudor. Geez, you had your heart ripped out. I mean, there's been some... Yeah. I've enjoyed the prelims revisited this week. Melbourne and Hawthorne's got a fair run, 87, Waverley. Just before you leave the other one. So, Mad Mondays are a standard event. <laughs> well, they were. You've got to pretend you're upset for the first couple of hours because the coaches <laughs> are there and once they leave. Well, it used to happen at the Redback Hotel in Flemington there. And then, you know, when the coaches leave, you start to turn on one another and you liven up a little bit. 
that'll get you through at about 11 o'clock and then you sort of find your rhythm till about three. Then the locals roll in, you know, the nurses are finished across the road and the tradies are rolling in, the joint's packed at about four or five. Yep. You're still going with your Mad Monday. Just remember that, that, that Mad Monday, the captain walking to the other side of the bar and just saying in front of effectively 200 people, Mick, why wouldn't you stand next to Gary for 60 seconds more? <laughs> oh, no. And he'd had a oh, great game too, Mick. That he, was the thing. He kicked 130 goals that year, Gary. And how many did he kick that day? I think two. And the second was the winner after the siren. Said, you can't, you can't, you can't disrespect me like that in front of the boys. You can't, you, you, just, you can't disrespect me. That's unfair, oh, Wayne. That's unfair. Anyway, <laughs> about four years later, when we lost the unlosable grand final to Adelaide, yeah. when you kicked what at halftime? At six fifty, yeah. it was. I think it was eight twenty-two in the end. Oh. And I'll get a text and say, you know, it's eight twenty-two. <laughs> it was eight twenty-two, and I just remember the same story. First two hours, coaches there act sad when they leave, liven up. Four o'clock. Hey, duck, hey, duck. Why would you just kick him through the big sticks? <laughs> <laughs> really? I reckon he waited. He hadn't forgotten. I reckon he waited four years. And I, in the back of my mind, think that he cheered for him to miss a few. How'd the duck take it? <laughs> oh, it didn't matter. It, it was water it was water off the duck's hey, back, literally. So, I like that. No, it was good fun. So, so what is it's the a boys question, hilarious. It's a question that gets asked this time every year. But what is it about prelims then? Because they're seemingly as much, if not more, to lose this weekend, depending on who you ask, than there is in the grand final day itself. Yeah, because your years of success if you make the grand final. Because anyone can get beaten on one given day, one given game. But if you're just part of the last four, it doesn't. it's not as special. You got to the biggest – normally if you're a top four side, and Brisbane have been a top four side this year, so we've had five very good sides this year. But – the dogs that were, you know, in the top two or three for the bulk of the year as well. So this is this is the best four that's available. They've been there at the right time, but can you can you narrow and does your best beat the opposition's best on the big occasions? Mm. And that's this week and next week. It's not really first week. There's a double chance up for grabs. There's a fallback position, um, but this is it. It's 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 win or go home. So this is why I love this this round. And normally we've got home ground. Um, Sort of home crowds, I should say. You got members-based crowds, and that's you know that Richmond game against GWS a few years ago, ninety thousand before the corporates. Before, yeah, yeah. The, the the actual grand final day is a bit of a, it's a false crowd, isn't it? They're excited and all that sort of stuff, but yep. it's a false crowd. Yeah. So I think that, there's a rawness that comes with prelims. Yeah, I reckon, there is. In the there's an edge, isn't and that there? that Gary Ablett moment that we played the audio of there. I, watching the vision back, it's like the 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 old Ponsford's about to fall down when it, when the siren goes there. You cannot believe uh, they're jumping. Yeah. So, so it's 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 the one for me. And this is we talk with Jared every Monday, and we've done it for twenty weeks about what will stand up on preliminary final night, because this is when. The test comes, and if there's any chink in the armour, it gets exposed on, on preliminary final weekend. Can't wait for it. So we'll preview those games shortly. You're listening to The Picks, all thanks to our great friends at Bluebet. Now, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't listened to the show all year, tipping with a difference here, of course, all the lines set by our friends at Bluebet, the cheeky little bluey. So the teams, the odds all coming up, uh, our tipping state of play as well, all that's still to come. You're welcome to take part any time hey. as well. The lines are open, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A temper text. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I generally have to catch up with your breaking news on Twitter because you refuse to break anything with us. It's not true. It, it's true. Just about to get to it now. It's factual. <laughs> factual. Just have about already, to get to it have now. Have you already pressed send? Yes. Oh. <laughs> 
when we, when we did the breakfast replacement, you did the same thing. Oh, did I? Yeah. You waited for Dwayne. All right. I might have another healthy obsession. What have you got? What have you, what have you got for uh, us? Breaking it's, news? It's bad news for Western Bulldogs supporters. Have we got a stinger for breaking news or anything? Any little, nothing? Well, do we need to wait for uh, Rod oh, on this? He's, just, he's, he's pretty quick. He's, on, he's asleep. I don't think it's you that big, it's is it? You know what? It's preliminary final week. It's big, but it's not. It's preliminary final week for everyone. What is that? I don't know what it is. He's pulled that from the nether regions of the archives. Okay. Well, with that very, very dramatic uh, music fading into the background, I can tell you, Kingy, I can reveal. It's not good news. (laughs) second time. (laughs) Alex Keith will not play in the preliminary final this weekend. He's got a hamstring issue. He couldn't. We'd already... Updated uh, people out there to say that he couldn't get through training today. Just did some run-throughs with Cody Waitman away from the main group there at Lathlane Park, the Eagles um, training facility. He left the track early when his teammates started main training. Well, I can tell you now that he will not be named. I thought he might be, but he will not be named in the side tonight to play on Saturday night. I tell you what, this is a huge blow for the dogs though, isn't it? For all the reasons we know coming up against that uh, Port Adelaide attack. Oh, it's massive. You know... Injuries at this time of the year, you just you don't you can't recover. You got no time to try anything. There's there's no there's no um, lag with errors that are made. If you if Dixon gets hold of them for five minutes, it's over. It, it, you know you just can't get matchups wrong. So, oh, it's a bitter blow. I, I really I really feel for um, for Luke Beveridge. How do you mm. how do you reorganise or shuffle the, the deck chairs now? I mean they've. They've had to do this all year. Um, it, it's it's the one position that I thought that they actually had a really good matchup last time they played. Dixon two marks, no scoreboard impact. I mean, imagine going in with that security so, again. Question with that notice: He's got a hasn't he got a reasonably good record? Against, or maybe a very good record over yeah. the journey. Yep, and and, and Dixon's role's not solely judged by him hitting the scoreboard. It's not it's not solely judged by um, how many marks he takes because. He's got other functions in in his um, in his kit bag. He has to bring the ball to ground, all those sorts of things. But when you look at the last time they they played a two point result to Port Adelaide, I know that they dominated long periods or the back seventy percent of that game. But it did take them till the very end to get over the top. So the Keith out is huge. I mean, who gets that match up now? And what well, who comes in then? Do? You would you would think. You would think someone like Zane Cordy probably gets a crack at it now and comes in. I can't think of who else it would possibly be. So do you go to Cordy coming in fresh for that role or do you stick with... Well, you have to, don't you? Who else goes back there? Well, They need they need him. So even though the power, I think, are going to go with the... Well, we know they are because Mitch Georgiades has already been ruled out by Ken Inkley today. So they're going to go with the Ratio Fantasia and that sort of smaller forward attack. So it'll still be, though, Dixon... Laddams and Marshall, won't it? And uh, Lysett resting forward at times that you would think. So they're still going to be pretty tall down there. That's going to stretch the dogs unless Zane Cordy goes back. I can't see how they're going to get away with it otherwise. So we don't know how bad it is either. Maybe they think, right, we just we don't play him this week. We have a, a bye before the grand final. If it's only tightness or a slight scrape, maybe he can play in the grand final. I'm not sure. He did get subbed out of the dogs round 19 win over Melbourne with a hamstring strain. He returned in round 22, you'll remember. So he'd only been back for a couple of weeks, and he's obviously strained it again. I don't think it was in training. I think he might have come out of the game with an issue, but um, that's just me assuming. Bottom line is he's not going to play. The good news, though, at training, 
the captain looked magnificent, Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, looked really good. So we know it's not a knee issue. It's a shin bruising. Changing, changing direction, yep. all sorts of. Rapid changing direction. Ooh. I saw some vision. He I'm looked very aroused. Yeah, you should be. He looked yeah. uh, He looked magnificent out there. So that's one positive. Well, if, if you had to, without being disrespectful, if you had to choose one of the two, well, you're hoping for the, yeah. the, the marquee man to be out there. And maybe the dogs now have to win a different way. Maybe they've just got to say, look, we, we've we've got to play a different style. We're well, going to... But but when they were up and going, though, at the start of the year, their midfield was seen to have really shielded the, yeah. the back six, Spot wasn't on. it? Which was, yep. which was when they were absolutely humming. And since then, they've they've come back to the field a little bit. Got but, it um, back the last couple of yeah, weeks. Got yeah. it back. I, I thought, you know, they were afforded some luxuries against the Lions and they made them pay. Um, and there's some signs to that as well. And we'll show a bit of that later on. On Fox Footy, but I mean, what Bont does at stoppage is is creates havoc. He, he moves the pieces around. He moves players. You know, normally midfielders stand at the front of a boundary line throw-in. Three spots at the front are three midfielders. There's a half forward or a wingman, you know, forward of the ball. Same behind the ball, half back holding off, wingman holding. Off. He moves them around and mm. confuses and distorts the opposition in terms of what's coming at them. And then all of a sudden, you get mismatches. As soon as the ball's won. You get you get Trelaw types or Hunter types sprinting forward, and they're against genuine midfielders who can't go, who can't go with them. So, I, I'm thrilled that Bont's alive and, and flying. Oh, he's alive. I mean, alive in terms of playing. wasn't that severe? <laughs> I don't mean he's dead. I mean alive for the game, a live prospect. That is very good by you. Um, don't want to make any mistakes or anything, I tell you. Every man <laughs> you, can jo- you can join us any time with a temper text, 0433981116, like Joe has done. Joe's texted in and said, or suggested anyway, that Cordy comes in, but Gardner will need to play yeah. on Dixon. That's Joe's reason. the one I was trying to, yep. trying to scratch my brain for. He's, he's, he's the first pick, isn't he? You, can, you can't – can you bring someone in and throw them to their biggest, meanest forward? Oh, yeah. As, an, as you come in. I don't think you can do that. Uh, Michael, no, sorry, Ron's texting. We're talking about the just the the pressure-packed nature and the, it's hot in the kitchen prelim final weekend. Ron's reminded us in the Richmond GWS prelim <laughs> final in 2017, I think you referenced, Kingy, yeah. when Dusty handballed to Lambert for the first goal of the game, Dimmer said that the noise was so loud that the glass in the coach's box shook. It was unreal. Yeah, it, it, I've never seen a game like it. I've never seen a game that's had such dominance in terms of support. And, and sort of... We brought this up mid-year. Should all finals be like that? Should all finals, should the home team, who team that finishes at top of the table versus or above the other, should they just get full rights to sell out as many seats as they can and then the remainder at a certain point of the week go to the opposition? So you could, potentially you could have... 90% of the stadium, you set your own supporter base. Well, this will be a different grand final. We know it's twilight yeah. and it's over there in Perth. But the, uh, I guess a romantic element that came to light today is that footy fans are able to go in WA. It'll be historic in the sense that there'll be a general public yeah. ticketing on sale to, to be held, which is unheard of in our part of the world, King. Unlike a grand final at the MCG you know where I think – well. First of all, I think there's a minimum 10,000 is the indication. 10,000 general public tickets will be placed on sale. Now, general public tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. on the Thursday, September 16. So club members will get um, access first, but given probably well, none of the teams in the preliminary finals are from WA, we know that none will be from WA in the grand finals. 
very few members will be able to attend. AFL Gold and Medallion Club members and AFL Silver members will get access what, what, first. What was that? AFL Gold and Medallion Club. Say that again. What were you saying? You don't want to I make a mistake around here? Unless we're picking on each other tonight. So just back <laughs> over that one, can you? Say that again. So the entry-level tickets, you asked about the price. They've been frozen at $185. See, that's so, good, isn't it? Yeah. The cheapest ticket, 185 I think the most expensive uh, uh, general public ticket might be somewhere around the $400 mark. So regardless, that's, the fact you can good. go that's good. as just a punter yeah. is, is outstanding, I reckon. Um, can't wait Fantastic. for it. Fantastic. Hey, we're here thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same-game multis at Bluebet. Download apps today and gamble responsibly. Big news today in the trade senses that Lockie Neal recommitted to the oh, Brisbane Lions God. despite entertaining a move back to Fremantle. He did the full 180. So this was huge uh, news this week, uh, Kingy. But the Brownlow medalist, he reaffirmed his commitment. He broke his silence this morning. He released a video on behalf of uh, the football club, released a video interviewing him. So the Channel 7 report initially revealed he and his wife, Jules, who are obviously considering moving back to Perth to raise their family. Their daughter's due in four weeks. But he had a big meeting with Chris Fagan, Greg Swan, Danny Daly on Monday. He was hesitant and indecisive in that meeting, Kingy, but he went away, had some time to think about it. And by today, he made up his mind. So I imagine that's a huge relief to the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, and a complete balls up from Lockie Neal, let's be honest. I think that's, that's, I mean, that hasn't mapped out the way. He hasn't thought he's thought this through. Um, I know that he, he'd copped a heap on social media, so too his wife and the, and the family. So it's been a really tough week for him. I'm, I'm not sure he expected this to be broken the way it was. It would have been better if he had have spoken to the club first about his intentions, and I'm sure that they would have handled it a lot better, whether he stayed or left. Um, great that he's staying. I mean, the Brisbane Lions, have they, they bought this package. They need to see this through. They signed him for five years, front-loaded a deal to satisfy the, the Neil family. Mm. They knew that the family was going to be upon them. They, they knew they were, they were going to start raising a family, so that, that had to be factored in by them. You know, I understand that you know, Lockie walks in and says, I want to go home because I need support or my wife needs support or we need support. That's great. And that, that can be a reason for clubs to let you go. But all of this, when you're a marquee player with that sort of financial return and that sort of importance to the club, mm. there's no easy, there's no easy uh, navigation. Felt for Brisbane, who have been here before, and it was a five-year deal. He's got two years still to run on it, and it's a front-ended contract as well. So they've actually already paid 70% of the deal. Yeah. So if he was to go to Fremantle, that's a cut-price Brownlow medalist right there, even though they would have parted with a bit from the trade perspective in, the, in terms of draft picks to make it happen. So Nevertheless, you, you, you just think it fell through because Lockie changed his mind, or do you mm. think there was more to it from a know. Fremantle point of view? I reckon that's a possibility that Fremantle thought, well, has this come at the right time for us? Yeah. We're on a path. We go to the draft. I know you spoke about it a bit this week. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, Adam Chera's leaving, but we get draft picks back. We we can we can load up under Justin Longmuir. I wonder if bringing a twenty eight, soon to be twenty nine year old, in was the way to go. But um, anyway, they've obviously decided that. Uh, well, they know it can't happen now. Yeah, I think it would have knocked around their list build because they do need to, they need to keep going down this path. It, it doesn't help them. Forget that it's Lockie Neal. It doesn't help them to bring in a quality twenty eight year old now on good coin. That's going to cost you the only currency in the AFL system, which is elite draft picks. Start giving away elite draft picks, you've got to be in line to win the flag. Would have been terrible if Neil went back to Fremantle. He can't break a contract, says Alex. Plenty do, though, Alex. Fremantle won't make finals next season. It would be awkward for Neil. How would he have fit in? Right. 
Let's get to our man here, Ooh. Kingy, and it's all thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same-game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. It's preliminary final weekend. We can't wait for it. Who better to uh, assess the market with than our man, Slam Dunk McRae. Welcome to you, Dunk. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good evening. How are we? Pumped up for the prelims Ooh. this weekend. Can't wait. Can't wait. Where are you sitting? Who do you like? Boy, oh, I'd like the Cats to uh, cause an upset against the Ooh. D's, Kingy. I'm done a little something on the Cats. I think the... Big game experience can uh, hopefully a bit of stage fright for the D's. Oh, very good. Stage fright for the D's. Yeah, the D supporters are doing it hard too. They've had a week off, off, and I think all that's done is built more tension. Will Schofield's comments haven't helped, that they might be mentally scarred from their last prelim there, and it might be a bit of a stretch, but 2018 and Will Schofield's. That's ridiculous, Will. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, Will. Will, Will just doing Melbourne, down, Will. Uh, Melbourne supporters uh, no favours whatsoever. So what's the actual market doing for this game? Should we go game by game, Doug? Maybe we start on Friday night, uh, 7.50, Optus Stadium. The Ds, the minor premiers up against the Cats. It was very close last time, been close the last several times. What's the market saying? Yeah, well, the market's pretty spread out. We've got $1.48 in the head-to-head with Bluebet for the Ds. Two sixty-five. the Cats with 11.5 start for Geelong for the first prelim. Two sixty-five, Kingy, for the Cats for a mature seasoned group. It's a big price, isn't it? It is. I wonder why. I wonder why. Any ideas why, Duncan? I just think that the form of the Cats has been pretty good. You can't – the way they play, does it does deny Melbourne the football – yeah, Kingy, I'm with you. I just I think they're match hard and they've been big games for a long time. They're always in these big games. Yeah. The D's just I just think with the week off, the uh, the history of that, you know, heading into the big one, probably forces them into favourites. And uh, they've been well supported and been consistent through the year and through the final series. But uh, I think there's a uh, something out there that the Cats just might might just sneak and make it a real tight one. And then the pressure comes on the D's and can they handle it? That's the big question. Half it's a loss, and we'll get to their team shortly. The team's not too far away. Well, Port Adelaide, out of the four teams, are the only one with a home ground advantage. They've had it throughout the final series, Dunk. They've got the Western Bulldogs there on Saturday night, 7.40 p.m. local time. They're a similar price, aren't they, to what the Ds are, I think? Yeah, just a bit shorter, boys. $1.43 in the head-to-head for the power. The Bulldogs, two eighty-five, and they've got 14 and a half start. I just think with all the travelling and, uh, you know, the sudden death games, the Bulldogs are match hardened, but are they running out of juice and poured at home? As you said, going to be very hard to beat there. Uh, good stuff, Dunk. Well, there's no multi. Probably uh, that's good for us, the way we've gone this year, <laughs> let's be honest. But, Dunk, um, <laughs> you've been great to have you on to get the betting trends for both of those games and, and who you like as well. Actually, who do you like? I think you uh, – would you go with the first one? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cats, Cats, boys. That's sort of my lock of the week. 11 and a half, and I like a bit of 265 in the head-to-head. Very nice. And you like the power too, correct? Absolutely, but not as confident. I think I'm keen on the match-hardened Cats. All right. Well, he's been in good tipping form all year. You've got to tip our lid to him. Awesome. All right, Dunk. Go well. Enjoy the footy, and uh, have a good weekend, mate. On your brother. You too, boys. Enjoy the prelims. Take care. Can't wait for it. Uh, Our man, Slam Dunk McRae there from Bluebet. And you can bet same-game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today and gamble responsibly, King. I think he's about... 17 or 18 from 25, 24. He's been on, he's been, he's got about half a dozen wrong for the year, but collectively between us, we've got about half a dozen right. (laughs) Right, we're going to delve into these. We're going to delve into these preliminary finals because I reckon the teams are going to drop 
During this ad break, Kingy, Alex Keith will not be named for the Western Bulldogs. We can Ooh. tell you that. But I wonder who comes in. And I wonder if a certain Ruckman might line up for the Western no. Bulldogs. There's intrigue everywhere. I cannot wait to see what Jeez. happens. The teams are coming up. We're going to get Kingy to go right inside these matchups after this. A quick check of your Twitter. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Not the double one, Kingy. Just the single intro. Don't try to lead me astray. Yes, oh thanks boy. to Bluebet. Welcome back to the pick. Sam Edmund, David King with oh, you on it. a uh, action-packed uh, preview of the preliminary final weekend. We're up and about. And uh, as we said off the top, if you missed it, Kingy's record reasonable in prelim appearances. How Losing many off? Three, three, of, three uh, of seven. Just appearances. How many? Uh, seven. Seven straight off, the, off your debut straight. year. Yeah. I was very lucky. You get, you get to a team at the right time. That's the key. Blimey, did you do that and some. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's done well. Done well, the boy. Melbourne and uh, Geelong, Optus Stadium. It is tomorrow night, Friday night, 7.50. The line, thanks to Bluebet, is in Melbourne's favour, 11 and a half. Their team, hasn't there been some intrigue around their team and all the teams for this weekend? They've only made the one change. Now, as was reported earlier in the week, Joel Smith has a hamstring concern and they've replaced him with Michael Hibbard. So, Jaden Hunt... Misses out, Kingy. Just the one change for the Ds over at Geelong. We know that Brandon Parfitt injured himself in the semi-final. He's not going to play. He's out for the season. Interesting replacement. They've gone with Zach Guthrie. No Quentin Narkel, who, in fact, hasn't even been named in the entire 23-man squad. So, Zach Guthrie, I think, was the sub last week, Medi-sub. So, the Medi-sub this week will be chosen from the four emergencies, which are Luke Dalhouse, Sean Higgins, Sam Simpson and Darcy Fort. You'd think it'd be between the three midfielders and uh, or the two, the Dalhouse, Higgins and Sam Simpson anyway, to get that Medi-sub spot. It, so that's interesting, isn't it? So they haven't they haven't promoted a midfielder. Not a they haven't gone midfielder, like no. for like. So Parfitt's an inside mid. So to replace that role, does that mean now that Duncan comes into that midfield mix now. So less half-forward time, more absolute midfield. Now, we, we know he can do it. He's a star. But you lose a lot of his quality in, you know, driving the ball inside 50 as a high half-forward uh, type. So I, I just wonder at selection whether they've – why have they overlooked a narkel type who, who, who does play that role? Mm. Higgins, I can understand. They probably had to manage him in the back part of the season, which was maybe unexpected. Um, hasn't been in great form, so so you can wear that one. But I just think Narkel was was a logical fit, the logical replacement. Who, who are we to judge what Chris Scott's doing or selection? But it just strikes me as that, that if this midfield for the Ds can get on top, where do you go to? Where's the next layer, the next level uh, of support? And they are on fire at the moment. I mean, have you seen a more informed midfielder than Clayton Oliver at the minute? Yeah. I mean, th- this... This guy in, in, in the round 23 clash had 37 touches, nine clearances, um, eight score involvements. He kicked a couple of goals himself. He, he was everywhere. Even, even when the scoreboard was saying Geelong were dominant, he was still significant. So I just wonder whether do you need to look at a run with player for Oliver? Can you tag him? Can you, can you stop him getting the ball given the way that he plays? But you're down one midfielder already given selection you probably can't tie another one up with a tag. 
They do look thin, don't they, on the ground in there, but um, I'm sure they've got something in store, like you suggest. What about their forward line? So last week was the first time this season that the Cats actually selected all of Hawkins, Cameron, Radigalia, and Rowan in the forward line. So it, it set Blitzarves in defence, Reece Stanley in the ruck. Now, it's a it's a pretty big forward setup, and I guess it's all in keeping with perhaps keeping Jake Lever busy, Stephen May accountable as well, and we know the job those two have done this year when it comes to intercept. Yeah, and this is this is always the discussion, isn't it? Is it is it easier to is it easier to keep an intercept defender honest by picking a taller opponent? That, that let's be honest, that doesn't always read it properly where the ball's going. So I, I think if he goes and if Levers versus Radigalia, mm. who's going to win more contests mm. reading the ball? If, if Radigalia knows where it's going, he's a bigger frame, he's a bigger body, and he's a contested marker, and he'll probably outmark Jake. On occasion, you might lose three for the day. But Lever's going to read that flight and read that ball and stay involved more than an Asava will. Even Gary Rowan, more than Gary Rowan will. So I'm not, I'm not rattled by that. And I know that the out of Joel Smith is significant because you go back to Hibbert, who's, who's, who really can only take Rowan or, or Dangerfield when he goes forward. But the, the Lever discussion's a beauty. I, I do think... I do think at some stage the competition are going to have to start tagging these sorts of players. Maybe Guthrie's been brought in to tag. Maybe he has. That, that's that's not the um, that's not the worst call I've heard. That, that's a ripper. I mean, if he, if he de- does do that job, just say you can take Lever. He had twelve intercepts last time, seven of them marks. So the seven intercept marks, they're the ones you're often gone straight away. They're the purest form. That's a golf ball or a brick wall. Bang, gone out the other way, and you can score. So not only do you thwart the opposition from scoring, you look really aggressive instantly as well. So you've got to do something about Jake. So maybe that's the backdrop option. If it doesn't work, you could throw that player down there. But I just feel like they're lied on in the midfield now. Off the text of Cats fan, D's game plan is too quick. Cats game plan doesn't hold up in big games under pressure. They will get flogged. And Ben's written in, Kingy, I love you, Kingy. Don't go for the D's, please. You're a <laughs> moles. You've been tipping them for years and no success. Tip against them, mate. Oh, hey. I tipped him. I tipped him in 2018 to get all the way to the prelim, and then it didn't work out for us. But um, hey, as to, they Tom, led by, the cats led by 44 points halfway through halfway the halfway through the third quarter. So what what do you believe? Yeah, do you believe that half or do you believe the back half? Recency bias. Do you believe the back so half? Do so you just believe Melbourne because they won after the siren? Stanley's massive, isn't he? Reece Stanley, and he's a bit like the other prelim we're going to get to in a moment when it comes to combating Lysett and Laddams. Yeah. But Reece Stanley is huge. He's got to try and break even, minimise the damage and influence of Max least. I, I thought Stanley was very good last time they played. And everyone's saying, oh, only till halftime. I thought even three, his third quarter was still very good. Jeez, he was strung up in the analysis over that last goal. Though, that wasn't last it? goal, oh, wow. That was the only clip we saw for the whole week, pretty much. We're going to behead the young man down <laughs> at the Cattery, but he's... Uh, now he he's in pretty pretty good form. I, I wouldn't be too concerned about Reese. And we've dissected Geelong's lineup, but as Tom has reminded us of the temper text, uh, Kingy Chris Scott, the king of the late changes. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. assume this is set either, because he has been uh, prone to a late change or two this year. It, yeah, it, it would be it would be Chris Scott to do it. Yep, prelim week, wouldn't it? And we haven't forgotten Harry Petty, but I just think I'm just looking at Joel Smith, that 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 tall with significant speed. Is, is an out because he can take – they take the mismatch type. They take the Rowan danger field if he goes forward. So I, I know Hibbard's a, a like type, but Smith 
being a little bit taller frees up Jake to play deeper, uh, further up the field, if you like. So, yeah, no, it's, good. it's a good text. I, I haven't forgotten about Harry Petty, and I think he's actually he's actually playing pretty solid footy. So you go on the D's. I'm going the D's. I think they've been for me clearly the best defensive team all year. They they disarm you. You know they, they force you to bring an extra player up to stoppage because of Petrarca Oliver off the service of Gorn. Um, so th- then they're out and gone. Then they're, they're spark players. They're now carrying the ball out of stoppage. You see Oliver driving with the legs. There's no quick kicks anymore. He's driving out, and that's a diff- he's become a different product. So he he really is is, is exciting. Um, so Geelong Geelong will be under pressure when the game's played fast. If they can get their slow chip chip ball movement going and try and make it a ten goal to eight or a nine goal to six or something like that, if they can make it that sort of game, you, you're working back towards Geelong. But I just think they pack too many punches. The D's. I agree. I think it'll be tight though. At least I hope it'll be tight. So that line again minus eleven and a half to the D's. Thanks to Blue Go Bet. D's. Bet same game multis at Blue Bet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. Of the last ten prelims. Only three have been decided by less than three goals. Is that right? And only four have been decided by less than six goals. So the notion that the one's a blowout, one's close, is not really correct. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if both winners this weekend won well. Because once you're broken in a prelim, you're broken. You're gone. We'll move on. We'll get to a break. Hard to see Quentin Narkel at Geelong next year. Adonis has texted in off the temper text. Can't believe Narkel is left out again. Carlton should go after him. I'm not sure it'll be the Blues. It might be Richmond. It might be any club. But um, personally, if you're Quentin Narkel, you're looking for a home, I reckon. This little temper text to hear no name attached. But when in 2011, I was, when they weren't playing Cam Mooney at centre half forward, they were playing a young, a young Tom Hawkins. He wasn't getting near it. I said, Cats can't win it. It was a bad. It was a bad prediction. Six weeks out. You didn't hear about that, bro. I had to stick fat with it all the way. You stuck with it and until I had to go into hiding. I had to send Jerry. Time on in the last quarter. I did. <laughs> well, once you're in, you're in. I don't like flipping and changing, so I might have to go into hiding again. <laughs> the temper Dexter is going with. Not to be. We'll bounce them back. We'll be here Thursday week. Up next, the other preliminary final, Port Adelaide, the Western Bulldogs, Saturday night, Adelaide Oval, and there is plenty to discuss around this game. So we'll take a break. Back with more on the pick. Sam Edmund, David King, back after this. On SEN, the picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, it's only taken me until the second last show. I finally mastered the double intro. King, are you proud of me? Or? Mate, you have balls that up every week. I'll give it you. I'll give it you. I'll give it you. Oh, well done. Well oh, done. Proud of you. We got there. That's okay. You've got no friends. There's a lot to talk about. Port Adelaide have got fans and they're able to attend, which is great news. Adelaide Oval tomorrow, uh, Saturday night, 7.40. They've got the Western Bulldogs. And, gee, isn't there a bit to talk about with the Western Bulldogs? So the teams are in. Port Adelaide are unchanged. So you'd think out of their four emergencies that Sam Pal Pepper will be the sub again. He's got sub written all over him. He does a good job of that. He was awesome when he came on. Far from settled at the Dogs, unfortunately, after what has been a great season. They've been hit with the injury stick now. Just repeating the news we brought to you earlier, Alex Keith is out. He will not play with a hamstring concern. Uh, It's been listed as hamstring tightness. Just couldn't quite get to the line. So he is out. Lewis Young has been dropped. Cody Waitman, we know, isn't playing his uh, concussion rules. So the big ins, as we predicted, Zane Cordy's come in for Alex Keith to play centre-half back. Steph Martin is in, Kingy. 
So they rolled the dice finally oh. on Steph Martin, the ruckman they brought in just the seven games this year. Hasn't been sighted since mid-season, round 12. He's in the side. Jason Johannesson has been elevated from Medisub into the starting 22. So Luke Beveridge has got a decision to make on the sub. The emergencies, Anthony Scott, Lewis Young, the drop ruckman, Mitch Wallace, the veteran vice captain who's been frozen out this year, and Ed Richards, who would add a bit of zip if he uh, was the sub. So they're the teams. The line, wow. 14 and a half to the power, thanks to Bluebet. Bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. Well, it's it's a disaster, really, losing Alex Keith. I, I feel for the Western Bulldogs match committee, they're just having to you know, shuffle so much. A disaster. It, it, isn't it? Yeah. It, three changes. It's not really what you want going into a prelim. Unchanged. What a fantastic word to see for Port Adelaide fans. Unchanged. We're happy with everything here. They don't have an injury on on the premises, do they? I mean, George Yard is... is was a, That's the one. It was a decision to leave Did, him out, wasn't it? No, he didn't quite recover. Ken Inkley ruled him out today, but he said he hadn't quite recovered from right. a hamstring injury. So, look, read into that what you will, but um, he's given him the out that he's not quite right physically. Did did, did uh, Luke Beveridge, when he entered the confessional with uh, Jared Whateley this morning, yeah. did he sort of sell him a pup? No, it was debated, wasn't it? It was one of those, like when you you look at those images when you're in the psych's office. They say, yeah. what do you see, see here? I see a butterfly. I see a, you, not that I've been. You, you know those a bit mo- too much. You know those movies. Oh, those I see movies. a butterfly. I see but, a man hey, with a... I'm not going to have a go at you, mate. It's okay. <laughs> so Jared took out of it that he said Steph Martin wasn't playing. Yeah, he did. But then several listeners called in to say, no, I, I took out of that that he's well and truly still in the mix. Well, he's not only in the mix, he's in. So it's break glass in case of emergency style. Which is terrific. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that Steph is actually playing. For those that missed it, this is Luke Beveridge yeah. on Stefan Martin's be the judge. availability with Jared Waitley this morning. What I've said is he's, he's missed a lot of football. Um, the match conditioning aspect is not going to be there. And if he's fully fit, then you know we've got to really work through what that means um, at the time. And... If he trains, and he trains strongly, there's a consideration, absolutely, as there has been every other week. Well, mm. I thought he left the door well and truly ajar. Okay. If he trains strongly, is a consideration. But just coming back to Alex Keith, so he's direct opponent since round 12, the influence of this guy. Yeah. Rory Lobb, goalless. Tom Hawkins, one goal. Uh, Josh Kennedy, goalless. Lance Franklin, one goal. Ben King, two goals. Charlie Dixon, goalless. Peter Wright, goalless. Yeah, he's, he's an outstanding player. In great form, and they've had to, they've had to withstand significant volume of inside fifties against. And you look at the Bulldogs game; I think it was sixty-eight inside fifties to the Lions that they had to they had to thwart, and they did a fantastic job. So it is it is a difficult role to be on the aggressive, big-bodied Charlie Dixon. He's an angry player. If you're undersized, he'll ragdoll you. Uh, if you get your positioning wrong, he'll just hold you out. You don't get a second opportunity to get your positioning right against this guy. You get one chance, and it's one and done. He's clunking the ball. But to state the obvious, the Dogs midfield has got to get back to that blue chip status they had at the start of the year, don't they? Or for a large portion of this season, because they are the clearance kings. They average a league high 40 a game. Big differential above their opponents. So Libba's got to get back. He leads the competition. Jack McRae's been in good form as well. But they need Dunkley. They need Trelaw to come to the party as well and to really own the stoppages. And that, that will be interesting because the power, contested ball, we know how strong they are there too. Yeah, and we, we've seen these teams play only three weeks ago. So we, they know each other really well. 
Port smashed them in clearance that night. They they brained them in inside fifties. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just looking at that game, thinking again, what do you believe? What do you what do you trust? Because Port play that press, so they win the ball, get in their forward half, bring it to ground, let those smalls go to work. If they don't capitalise, roll up the ground, press, and then lock it in, and they go extremely high. So if you can get through. You can have some fun with speed out the back, charging back to goal. So that's why I like Johannesson coming into this team. Mm. I can see a player like Johannesson getting forward and kicking two or three. So you look at the previous occasion that they met, and the dogs didn't turn the ball over in their back half. So in terms of getting a return for your press, they got two points from intercept Port Adelaide. Two points. They'd normally get about four goals, yeah. four, four and a half goals. So that's that's a huge tick. Okay, we've done this before, guys. Yep, the, the night didn't pan out. We got hammered at clearance, hammered at contested position, but our ball movement held up in terms of not coughing it up and allowing scores. So they would have they would have learned about this. So I, I I give the dogs a chance, and I know that's that you shouldn't give them a chance. You really shouldn't. They're playing against a side that's in pure health, in really good form. They've got significant assets. The form of wines is outrageous. Bokes in great form. The smalls up forward, just they just they're like seagulls on a on a hot chip. The beach, they're just all over. And then hits the deck there onto. Yep. Charlie Dixon now probably has right away. Alir Alir, his form is out is outrageous. But they were good with him last time. Yes. I don't that, know what that they kept him very busy last spot time. On and it worked. I don't know. I just I've just got faith in Luke Beveridge. And maybe that's misplaced. Maybe that's misguided, but I'm going to give him a chance. I'm, I'm going to go with him on our blue bet line. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's plus. It's a big margin. Fourteen and a half. Yep. Yeah. Plus the fourteen and a half. I just think Bontempelli, McRae, uh, Liberatore. I want an angry Liber this week. I don't want someone who's prepared to accept he's been tagged. Get after the footy. Get after another opponent. If get under if need some be. skin. Go after Ollie Wines. Go after Travis Boak. If you have a run with player and Willem Drew. It would be a gutsy win if they could do it. And it is a gutsy match committee uh, decision as well to pick Steph Martin off the text. Guarantee Steph Martin is subbed out when he's knackered. He will yeah. be there to take the edge off Scott Lysett. So it might just be chips in at the end. Did you, give him, him out for did you give him a chance 2016 against GWS up there? GWS. There was a sense of destiny about 2016, team. to be honest. It was yeah. just a. No one gave him a chance going into that. No one. No, no one. It's, yep. it's exactly like this. Yep, all corners of Australia as well. So there are a few similarities. Cling to that if you're a Dogs supporter. It would be a heck of a win. We'll take a break. Back with more to wrap up on the picks after this. On SEN, the picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Well, I'd like to ask about Pilot for starters. What's that, sir? I'd like to ask about Pilot next year. <laughs> Which one? Port Adelaide Power. Oh, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. <laughs> Port Adelaide. Welcome back to the Pick Sam Edmund, David King. We run the rule over the preliminary finals. Gee, they're eagerly anticipated. Just a couple more sleeps, or one more sleep, Kingy, um, yes. for tomorrow night. And then uh, we can't wait for Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Adelaide, and the Western Bulldogs Saturday at the Adelaide Oval. Right, so who's the one you can count on this week thanks to one classic lager? A beer, clearly, Kingy, that you can count on. What are you can, thinking? Can I give you fantastic. you can count on, fantastic, that Selwood and or Tom Hawkins will be involved in something that's close to a, a an MRO decision. Ooh. It happens every every time with these guys. It's every true. final, someone runs the absolute knife's edge. <laughs> are It'll you happen. talking Alistair Lynch style? 
04 grand final no, or something no, no. a little bit more. I'm talking something that's just line a stray ball. little bit of frustration. Does he, doesn't he? The Trent yep. Cochin sort of situation. Yeah. That one. Okay. A few years ago against, was it Dylan Shield? Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. Yep. He got away with it. That's what I'm talking about. One classic lager, one standard drink, and a big 500ml can available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. So a big congratulations to J-Dog off the text. Now, J-Dog, J-Dog. Joe, you've won a slab of one classic lager, a beer you can count on available at Dan Murphy's and BWS because Joe sent this in, Kingy. Yeah. Port Adelaide, heavily reliant on Boken Wines, who have both racked up 30-plus disposals in their two clashes against the Dogs this year. Surely Josh Dunkley will be assigned a shutdown role on Wines, which mm. would go a long way to the Bulldogs making the grand final. Quickly like discuss. It. Like, like it. it. I like it too. Good work, J-Dog. Uh, the lines for both games, minus 11 and a half for the Ds and 14 and a half for Port Adelaide. Go Ds and come on the doggies. Go Ds. Hope they're both close. If you've got a dog in the fight, best of luck to you. It's a fantastic weekend. We've had a lot of fun previewing it. We'll have a week off next week, Kingy. Will we? We'll just taper and then we'll load yeah. up for the big dance, the grand final. We'll see you then. Have a good night. Because we just love the footy. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.